As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are you an idiot? Well, you're in good company. There are about 8 billion idiots on this planet. And that number grows every day. Don't be the guy or gal that says, I'm not an idiot. Because that makes you the biggest idiot of all. We all have our moments of brilliance and our moments of idiocy. Embrace it, folks. Don't be ashamed. Without those idiot moments, we would never be able to appreciate our brilliance. Welcome to I Love My Idiot, a podcast about the idiots we love, the idiots we loathe, and the idiots we can't seem to avoid. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at ilovemyidiot.com. Welcome to another episode of I Love My Idiot. I'm your equal host, Clyde November. And I'm Rosie November. And I have big news for you, Rosie. What is it? My dad just bought a new car. Wow. It's a Hyundai. Of course it is. Yeah. He used to drive a Hyundai a long time ago. Yeah. And it was really annoying because my dad mispronounces things all the time. Right. So he always called it the Hyundai. (laughs) Like, oh, hop in the Hyundai. And we're all like, Dad, it's a Hyundai. Dude, that's what we have to look forward to for the next, you know, 10 years until he wants a new car. I think we just need to embrace the mispronunciation. If you own a Hyundai, just start calling it a Hyundai in honor of my dad. So what color is the car? It's potato brown. (laughs) And... Here's Dude, the best that's part. like the perfect color for an 80-year-old man. Oh, yeah. And he's only like 73. <laughs> but let's round up. It's not good to round up when you yeah, get that old, though. That's true. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, the difference between 73 and 80 is well, a lot more than seven. That's true. I mean, dad's potato brown. Now his car's potato brown. It's, it's just a perfect there fit. There we go. So this was what was funny. I get this phone call. It's dad calling me from the dealership. He says, hey, I just bought a new car. And I said, great. What kind of features does it have? And he said, oh, it's got all the bells and whistles. And I was like, oh, really? Like what? And he says, well, I mean, just for example, I'm calling you from the car. (laughs) It's got Bluetooth. (laughs) And I'm like, dad, every car for the last 10 years, maybe more, has had Bluetooth. It's new technology, Clyde. I know. He thinks it's like so cool oh that you can gosh. hook your phone up to your car. You're like, dude, you can hook a lot of things up to Bluetooth and it's been going on for years. Oh, yeah. And That's he, hilarious. He was clueless about it. But I'm really pissed because then I went over to his house 
to see all these bells and whistles. Yeah. And the other bells and whistles are like automatic door locks sure. and like automatic windows and oh, it's yeah. got power steering. <laughs> And I'm like inside though ser- in all seriousness inside is it pretty bare bones? I mean it's a nice car. It's yeah. it's fairly new. It's like 3 years old so they bought it new used, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a nice car that has a few upgrades. Sure. You know, and I'm like dad this doesn't have all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Like, like now I mean technology now in the new cars would blow his mind. Like they have the ability now to tell you when you're in the other lane, like you're crossing the other lane, your car will actually auto-correct itself. Like there are so many bells and whistles now far beyond Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. You know, your car indicates if someone's in your blind spot. Yeah. You know, it turns the lights on on its own and then does brights and dims on its own. It flashes brights. Yeah. As I was driving it last, I was like, how do I turn the brights off? Here comes a car. And as soon as it realized a car was coming, it turned the brights off on its own. I was like, oh, that was cool. It also detects when it's raining, which is really interesting. Like it'll start the windshield wipers on its own. Now, those are bells and whistles. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just... To name Your a dad's few, car doesn't have, have any of those bells and whistles. Yeah, but it's got Bluetooth. <laughs> so if you're yeah. if you're a salesman and you want to trick a 73-year-old man, you just have him call his son from the Bluetooth yeah. and that will really impress That'll him. That'll get the sell. You know, it's kind of funny how people of the generation prior to ours and maybe even two generations. Yeah. Because keep in mind, my dad was almost 40 when I was born. He was, I think, 39 when I was born. Mm-hmm. Most people my age don't have a dad as old as I have, but dealing with a dad as old as I have, I've come to realize how funny it is to see some old people with technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they got this TV and they hooked up this speaker system Mm -hmm. to it. And because of that, every time you watch TV, you have to use like three different remotes and it's just unbearable for them. They... They've been doing it for years and they still can't figure out how to work their TV. It drives me crazy because they Dude, call I can't even figure time. out how to work their TV. It is super they confusing. Have, last time I counted, they have six remotes and each one does something different. And there's like an order in which you can turn things on. Like you must turn on the surround sound before you turn on the cable box, before you turn on the TV. And if you do it out of order, like that TV is like It'll screwed up. up. Yeah, it's horrible. And for them, that's like the last thing they need is something complicated. Well, speaking of olds, James said something really funny at dinner tonight. He said, oh, dad, you smell like grandpa. Yes, he did. (laughs) That was Dude, you're turning into your dad. If you already smell like him, we got real problems. I know. I was like, dude, I do not smell like an old man. Are you kidding me? That kid wasn't kidding. He looked you right in the eyes and said it. Yeah, and then his siblings piled on, including little Rosie. Yeah. They're like, you look just like Grandpa. Yeah, you know little Rosie has told me a million times she doesn't like my smell. Yeah, exactly. And it was almost like in this moment, she was like, ah, that's it. It's because you smell like Grandpa. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah. I do not. And then you've got Claudia, who's always making fun of the fact that you're going bald. I mean, maybe you really are turning into an old right before our eyes. Yeah, and I'm not happy about it. And I told the boys, Grandpa smells the way he smells because he's using some outdated deodorant from like 1957. Sure. That like original Old Spice, you know? Oh, yeah. Now the Old yellow Spice, bottle. Yeah, now Old Spice has some like decent things, but... Did your dad ever use aftershave? I don't really remember. I don't think so. Because I feel like aftershave is something that's kind of going out of popularity. I can't remember the last time I've smelled someone besides my dad who has aftershave. You know what, though? Aftershave is really being replaced by these beard balms and perfumes, kind of like Joel Nurt wears. Yeah, so... I think that's like the new evolution of aftershave. Instead of shaving and slapping that on your face... Yeah, you grow you it out. You just don't shave and... And then you put oils and stuff and in it. you buy a balm. Um, the other thing is, um, my mom, who is not nearly as old as your parents... She's probably like, what, 20 years younger? Yeah. Close to it. She traveled in not too long ago. And it's really funny because when she was young... It was a little different when she traveled because she'd come and she'd want to like do things right away. Like, we're going to go out. We're going to go shopping. We're going <laughs> to, you know, do all this stuff. My mom rolls in, you know, at like three in the afternoon. And the first thing that she tells me is, I have got to take a nap before we can do anything. <laughs> and literally, she sat in our lazy boy chair and took like a three hour nap. All the while, I'm like Snapchatting Seamus, and I'm like, look at the old, she's still sleeping. (laughs) You know, doing like all these funny videos of me like placing things on her and seeing if she'll wake up, you know? And she never did, or like tickle her with a feather. Poor mom. I know, but that's a sign of getting old, man. If you got to take a nap like right when you get to town and you just paid hundreds of dollars to travel in, and the only thing that matters is your nap. Yeah. You know, you're getting old. When we went to Florida not too long ago, I mean, we hit the ground running. It was like we were doing something constantly. I feel like if we did that trip today, we would do something in the morning, sleep in the afternoon, and something at night. Sure. I feel like we're already kind of getting to that point. Maybe not yeah. as bad as where mom's at right now. We still have I some years to go. I think you more than me. Like you have just sort of succumbed to the fact that you know you're getting older. Whereas I'm still trying to keep it young and vibrant a little bit longer. But you definitely have some natural old tendencies, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I watch you with all these young tendencies. Yeah. It looks exhausting. I'm going to be honest with I you. I know. You're like, wait a minute, we just did three chores in a row. Like, let's take a break. And I'm I'm like, like, dude, we're going until this list is done. For a little while, we just swept the floor. (laughs) Do we need to dive right into vacuuming? Here's the thing I've learned though: is if you sit down, you're gonna go to sleep. Like that's what you do. I can't even watch a movie anymore with you without you falling asleep. Like within the first thirty minutes of the show. I know. And I've started to notice that it's hard to stay awake in the movie theater. Yeah. It feels weird paying like 10 bucks to get in when I know I'm just going to take an epic nap. But I have two main hobbies in life. Sleeping (laughs) and sitting. Yeah. And so if I can combine the two, like sit in a nice recliner and sleep. Oh, man. It's a good day. Any day where I get to sit and sleep in the Mm -hmm. same day. Well, Clyde, no matter what, I am going to be there for you as you grow old and love you till the day you die. Well, that's really lucky for me, Rosie, because I don't see uh, a lot of women lining up to fill in as my second wife. So 
<laughs> Which I've told you many times. If something happens here, I'm just going to hang it up and retire. You know, I'm not going to do like Michael Jordan, some second act coming back and playing for the Wizards. You are my championship run with the Bulls. Let's yeah, face it. it basically it ends with me. Let's Absolutely. be real. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, Clyde. I actually have not told you yet what the main topic is for today's podcast for a reason. That's true. Now, I thought maybe we would just pull a repeat of last week and just talk and talk and talk until we're like, I don't even know what this was no. about. I mean, I don't want to lose our audience by just having this thing be nonsense. <laughs> so no, we got to have some structure. All right. But I know that this is a topic that you know a lot about. Sure. And so well, I'm not is afraid. Is it pink uh, eye? It is not pink eye, even though we all know that you are a pink eye expert. That's right. We could have an entire episode on pink eye. I'm just saying. So I am going to give you a list of characteristics and you're going to wait until I'm done with the list and then you're going to guess what our topic is going to be about today. Okay. So these are like clues? These are clues as to what we're going to be talking about. All right. Good. I think of myself as a detective, so... I like this. The group has a charismatic leader. Interesting. They do things together that are in the best interest of the entire group. Pretty vague. You're definitely not making this easy. That could be a lot of things. The beliefs of the group can often turn into a religion. Ooh, okay. I think I see where this is going. The people within the group very rarely leave the group unless the leader asks them to leave. All right, Rosie, I think you've given me enough clues that I can figure out what today's topic is. Okay. And I am excited because I have a lot of opinions on this topic. We are talking about cults. <laughs> Wrong. Ooh. No? We are talking. Wait, 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 wait. Charismatic leader can often turn into a religion. Yeah. That sounds like a cult to me. Well, you're wrong. Today's topic is sports. You're right. That is my favorite topic. <laughs> okay, Rosie. Every team, what do they have? A, a charismatic, charismatic leader. leader. Except the Patriots. Bill Belichick <laughs> is not charismatic. <laughs> 
the beliefs of the group turn into a religion? Uh, I would say football is the American religion. Yeah. So I have seen people become more evangelical over sports than almost any other thing on the planet. I would agree with that. In fact, you know that sports are one of my biggest passions in life. Yeah. So it's really funny how much in common cults have with sports. Yes. Very fanatical, very diehard. And you know how sometimes like the charismatic leader is actually like a nut, but people will just make excuses yeah. for him. We do that in sports all the time. Yeah. If the guy's on our team, but he's a criminal or whatever, it's like, yeah, we'll overlook <laughs> it this time. You know. Sure. Sure. I mean, he murdered somebody, but oh, he yeah. can run really fast. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> I was just watching a documentary about Aaron Hernandez. He yeah. was the Patriots player that ended up murdering a couple people. Oh, my gosh. And when he was arrested, all these Patriots fans were like protesting in the streets and all this sure. stuff. And it's like, dude. Their team was more important than justice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. It's it's really crazy what it can do to people and the impact that it has. You know, I think sometimes we forget how impactful sports is on our society and the people who follow it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody likes to say it's a religion. I, you know, and I think that that is a little bit dramatic to say that it is, but it really does have philosophies and can really create community for people almost unlike anything else that's socially acceptable in society. Yeah. Well, I have no problem saying it's a religion because it's my religion. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And in fact, I want to take you back to when I was just a little boy. Mm. And by little boy, I mean like 16, 17. When I was able to drive my own car to church, it was like the happiest day of mm-hmm. my life because I knew once I had the opportunity to sneak away, I could drive home and watch sports. Church really just doesn't make sense in the autumn time. So first chance I had, I sneak away from the church driving my own car. And I'm thinking, this is great. This is going to revolutionize my life and allow me to worship in the way I choose, if you will. I get home, plant myself on the couch, turn on the Broncos game. And within two minutes, my dad walks in. He rounds the corner, stares at me awkwardly, and says, Hyde, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I'm dead. I'm grounded. I've been caught. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just wanted to catch the score. What are you doing, Dad? And then he starts unloosening his tie yeah. and he sits down and he's like, Who's winning? Oh, my god! And we gosh. sat there for like an hour watching. And then he checked his watch and he said, oh, church is over in five minutes. Let's rush back. So mom doesn't know. <laughs> right. And it kind of became this uh, father son bonding thing that we yeah. would do. You know, if it was a big game, we would both sneak away from church without my mom knowing. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, in your family, football is probably the favored sport, you know, amongst all of your siblings that's. Probably the most common favorite in your family. It is. The other is tennis, which is really interesting because it's completely different than football. Well, yeah, my parents played a lot of tennis when we were little. They would drag us to the tennis court to play. I was never good because I loved baseball and I just could not resist hitting the ball over the fence, which apparently in tennis is not good. 
So right. I would say of all my siblings, I am probably the least inclined toward tennis. Right. But, I mean, I respect it as a sport. I think you're the only one, though, because I know that your other siblings keep track of, like, who's, I don't even know, do you win in tennis? I'm not even sure what goes on. <laughs> All I know is a ball goes back and yes. forth for a long time, you Every know? Every sport has a winner. <laughs> it's kind of the definition of a sport. Yeah, Winners exactly. and losers. Yes, there there are winners in tennis. And I, I will somewhat follow, like, the main tournaments, go over to my parents' house and watch a tournament here and there. But, yeah, it's just not my thing. I stick more to the uh, baseball, basketball, and football mm-hmm. combination. So this Sunday is sort of a big deal because it's Super Bowl Sunday. And we're actually having a party at your brother's house, which is pretty exciting. Claude, he throws great parties. Well, at least his wife does. Yes. And she always cooks these tater tots wrapped in bacon, sprinkled with sugar. Yeah. What more could you ask for? That's delicious, right? It's like the one day of the year where you're just going to junk completely out. Like calories, sodium, none of that matters on Super Bowl Sunday. She's talking about herself. See, I junk out every day. <laughs> For me, I <laughs> do not. Life. So, yes, yeah. you, you care about things like that. Yeah, you know? and the thing probably in this world that I care the least about is football. Yes. So, <laughs> I hate football. Super Bowl Sunday, that, that's a fun one, isn't it? Because yeah. While I'm sitting there watching the game, Rosie's usually like, all right, is it over yet? And I'm like, dude, we're in the fourth quarter. We can't leave early on the Super Bowl. Yeah. You tried so hard to indoctrinate me in the ways of football. Like, you'd take me to college games, and we'd go, and you'd buy me treats and all this stuff, trying to, like, coax me into liking it. So I'll never forget the first football game that you took me to. You're like, you're going to love it. And you're kind of explaining this rules to me and stuff. And by the end, I was so cold and so ready to go home that you're like, oh, there's only a minute left in the fourth quarter. At this point, I had learned that a minute actually means like an hour and a half (laughs) in football time. That game ended up going into triple overtime. Yes. And almost had to have just a call for a tie, I swear. I remember thinking, this is my version of hell. At one point, a guy threw a beer can and it tagged me like right in the back of the head. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. And then I was That'll like, are you going to go talk to that guy? Like, he just hit me with a beer can. And you're like, so non confrontational. You're like, it was an accident, you know. It, well, I'm sure it was he a horrible wasn't time. aiming for you. Yeah. I mean, I looked at him. We, we had <laughs> eye contact. He understood. You are to, like, be there for me. Yeah, I am there for you, but also it was fourth down, fourth and yeah, two. Yeah, clearly. I couldn't just step away. Yeah, that was a funny game because... I thought the game was going to be over, and then the other team scored to send it into overtime. But I had told you, when that clock says zero, 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 then we get to go home. Yeah. And then right when it said zero, 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 like, I'm pretty sure you weren't even paying attention, so you didn't even notice what the score was I was just looking at those zeros. Yeah, and then you said, okay, it says zero, 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 and I was like, whoa, it's overtime. Yeah. I'm not sure you had ever heard of overtime at that point. No. And this was a college football game. So when you said that they would have called a tie, 
That's false. That thing would have gone on all night. There are no ties in college football. Yeah, that's also the day that you scolded me for calling their jerseys costumes. Yes, you embarrassed me in front of the entire <laughs> sideline. I'm sitting here with all these fans. And you're like, are we cheering for the ones in the blue costume or the white costume? I'm like, dude. And every guy there's looking at me like, dude, you need to get your woman in check. Yeah, I learned very quickly that that term was important. And then the thing I also didn't understand is why everybody around us was wearing the jerseys of the players, like with their numbers and names on them. It's because these are the men that we support. These are the men that we will name our dogs after and our children (laughs) after. These are like the gods in our lives. Oh my gosh, seriously. Yeah, it's such a strange, it's so strange. Like, I just, I really don't get it. And part of the problem is that I did not grow up around any sort of sport. Like, I grew up in the mountains, sometimes didn't even have electricity, never had TV. So even the notion of what football was, the only thing I knew was high school football because my brother did play. Yeah. And so we'd go and watch him play and stuff. But I never like paid attention to the rules or anything. It was just like, oh, Seamus is like, you know, plowing through people (laughs) on the field. Like and none of it really mattered other than I would look at the score and I just see a bunch of people like doing weird stuff on the field, you know. And then I met you and you like knew everything about football, like to the rule. Like it was you could basically coach football. Oh, yeah. And I've talked about it in one previous episode about how I created an offense that was stolen from me unjustly. Mm. So I don't need to get into that now. But yeah, I could I could coach it. And, you know, in fact, one of my dreams, I would say about 10 years ago, was actually to be a sports commentator. But, you know, decided to go into comedy instead. And yeah. here I am, right? Here we are, podcasting. Podcasting away. So, yeah, it is one of my big passions. Now, with the Super Bowl... Coming up, now, here's the interesting thing. We are recording this a couple days before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, by the time this airs, the Super Bowl will probably be happening at that moment, right? Usually, people tune into our podcast, I've found, on the Monday after. Yeah. A lot of people have told me, hey, it's my Monday morning drive to work, which I really appreciate. I know. Happy Monday, guys. guys. We love you. So they will all know the outcome of the Super Bowl while we do not. So yeah. I almost wanted to do predictions, but I'm like, is that kind of lame to predict something that by the time they listen to this, um, you know, I don't know. Do you want to make a prediction? Um, the 49ers are going to win. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like the 49ers are going to win despite the fact that Kansas City has the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of feel like. You know, the balanced team is going to win. Plus, I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so you know I can't cheer for the Chiefs. It's, it's yeah. just... It's like against yeah, our religion. It's, it's yeah. Uh, if football is our religion, um, the Chiefs and the Raiders, that is Satan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Especially for you, for sure. So, Rosie, since we're talking about sports, I actually have been storing up an idiot spotlight for some time that I've wanted to do, but just never felt like the venue was right. Yeah. But since you brought this topic up, I'm going to say 
the idiot spotlight for today is fans at a sporting event. Mm -hmm. Dude, those are some crazy fans. Those are some crazy fans, right? I mean, you've got screamers, you've got hollers, you've got Screaming and hollering at the same thing, weirdo. You've got people throwing stuff. You got face paint. It's basically like everybody from the WWE goes to the football game. (laughs) They got costumes. They got makeup. They're all really strong and they're ready to plow through anybody that gets in their way of seeing their team win. You got criers. There's not been a single time that we've been to a game where I haven't seen somebody cry over their team losing. Or winning. In that audience, you can see every single one of the grieving processes. Oh, yeah. Everything from denial... Guilt, <laughs> guilt, anger, shame. shame. <laughs> you see it all, right? Because those fans are having all kinds of emotions, depending on what team that they're voting for or whatever. I used to love going to games, but I have to admit, because of idiots at a sporting event, I have stopped enjoying going to games. Because I always seem to sit in front of that guy who's got some anger And he's directing it all towards the referee. And it's painful to sit there for three hours while some guy sitting behind you is screaming, Hey, I know they're paying you. Mm -hmm. I know that you're in the other team's pocket. And for like three hours. And you're like, dude, we're in the nosebleeds. (laughs) They can't hear you. Shut up. And here's the thing. Fans in the audience think that they know more about the game than referees And I admit that I used to think the same, Mm -hmm. but then something happened. My brother, Claude, he is a referee and he is a referee for a major college football conference. It's amazing how much like schooling and training they go to. It's amazing how much knowledge they have of the game. A lot of times, you know, something will happen and the whole crowd starts booing And then they show it on the Jumbotron. And 90% of the time, my brother will lean to me and say, no, that was actually the correct call. That that worked out. Now, every now and then, a ref is going to miss a call because they're human, right? Sure. It's just annoying that after every single play, people are like, throw the flag! Throw the flag! Where's the flag? And I want to turn to these people and say, if they threw the flag after every play, this game would go on for five hours and my wife would divorce me for Uh, keeping her that long. That's exactly right. Yeah, there's no amount of nachos that can make it worth it to me anymore. Seriously, I hate it. (laughs) It was really funny. The last game that we attended was hilarious because we ended up taking the boys and it was all exciting, you know. The whole entire time, our boys were just looking at other things besides football. Like, at one point, Rex was just staring off at nothing. And I was like, what's going on, Rex? And he's like, look at that moth. (laughs) And it was like this moth was just, like, swirling around, you know, the lights or whatever. And little James was asleep. And it's just like, why did we just pay hundreds of dollars for, you know, little Rex to look at moths and little James to take a nap? Like, it was crazy. It was hilarious. Honestly, I don't love the idea of bringing our kids to sporting events because because of how belligerent the fans can get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And really bad language. Oh, yeah. 
foul, foul language.、Mm-hmm. It's become a place that is not for kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's a shame because I have memories of going to like a college football game with my dad, and I feel like it didn't used to be that way. And maybe、mm-hmm. I was just ignorant. Maybe、uh, you know the passion just wasn't as high at that particular、yeah. game, but. You know, though I I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think it's really good for kids to get passionate about things like that when they're young. I think that's why you're passionate about sports is because you were taken to games as a kid. You were taught the sport. If our kids aren't taught it now, then they will never be interested, and you will lose your dreams of having a sports fan in the family. Yeah, well, and that's why I want to bring them to games. But then when you bring them and you sit next to the drunk guy, you know, who ends up spilling beer on your kid, you're like. Dude, dude, that's just part of being a sports fan. <laughs> the kids got to get used to it now. You know what I mean? I know, but yeah, the, the at-home experience has become so good. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, you're just like, oh man, my couch would be really comfortable、yeah. right now. I don't know, Clyde. I think if you keep that frame of mind, you're never gonna have these boys loving sports the way you do. I no, think you got to get out of that. You know, I've already come to terms with that because、yeah. I've been trying to get them into sports, and it's not working. In fact. When Little Rex was what first grade, second grade, I think he was in first grade. I signed him up for a basketball league. Now, what you have to understand is that Little Rex is tiny compared to his peers. Yeah. So everyone was six years old. Rex looked like he was maybe four. Right, he was the only kid on the team that wasn't strong enough to throw the ball high enough to even touch、mm-hmm. the net. Right, he couldn't throw it up the eight feet, and it was just funny, but. You know, this is a city league. It's all about、yeah. just kids learning to play and talk about idiot fans. Let me tell you, idiot parents. Oh yeah, and I admit that's bad. <laughs> I was one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm very passionate. And Dude,、I、they don't、want. even keep score for these little kids, and here Clyde is on the sideline, like keeping score, refing the game, yelling no, no, at no. other kids. I was not keeping score. I was simply trying to keep my kid alive. Oh my god! Because his ADD would kick in. He would just stand under the hoop, like looking at invisible butterflies, and I'm like, "Holy cow, he's gonna get killed!" And other kids would just drive for a layup and just crash into him. And, yeah. And of course, they don't call fouls in this league. I'm like, "That's a charge!" Oh my god, that's a charge! And the ref is looking at me like, "I don't even know." All how to I know is I have never been more embarrassed than. Sitting next to you, screaming at the top of your lungs at Little Rex to move, it was highly embarrassing. Everybody in there thought that is an abusive dad for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't it help was it. Pretty my, bad. My passion was kicking in, you know. Yeah, and I kept telling him, I, I kept saying, "Look, you don't need to be able to shoot the ball." To be a good player, I was、right. like, you just need to learn how to dribble really good. I was like, there's some really good players that were bad shooters, but good dribblers.、Mm-hmm. So I'd take him into the garage and I'd say, okay, just practice dribbling. The kid didn't want to practice, and that's when I realized, like, okay, when I was little, I would go out, I would practice, and my mom would have to call me in three times before I'd actually come. Right. No one was telling me to go do it, so I just had this passion that I just wanted to practice. I just wanted to be better, and I was never good enough to ever like play in high school or anything. So for me, it was just about doing something I enjoyed. Yeah. And that's where you know when I was watching our kids, because for a couple years I was trying to force them into it. Yeah. And it finally just hit me. 
this is my passion. This is not their passion. Yeah. Actually, the only thing that our kids were actually fairly decent at was soccer, which is the sport you hate the most. Oh, yeah. I hate so soccer. So you never let them play soccer again because of your hatred. But actually, I think they could have been fairly decent soccer players. Well, Rex did score in the wrong goal once. Yeah. So well, I mean, that happens. Yeah. You know. But he was running up and down the field with his arms raised. Like, oh, he was so excited. Yeah. He, he was almost like that girl from the World Cup that ripped her shirt off or whatever. That's like how excited he was for scoring. Oh, and yeah. And I you know what? Yelling, I was like, the best was- mom. <laughs> I, know. I was like, yes. Great job, little Rex. I'm so proud of you. And you're about to have a conniption. Your face is like I, I bright red, yelling, yelling like, and screaming. Goal. And, and then like, you slap me and you're like, just let him have his moment. Yeah, I was like high-fiving him. Like, good job, buddy. And he came right up to me and gave me a hug right in the middle of the game. I'm like, we got to get back out in the field. Like, yeah, it was very exciting. Even yeah. if it was the wrong goal. But I tell you what, little James had some pretty good skills at T-ball, though. That kid was a pretty good hitter. He did. Yeah. He could really uh, whack that ball pretty good. And I feel like that... I feel like that baseball is still the family sport. I feel like the fans with baseball are more family-oriented than some of the other sports. I may be wrong about that, but it seems like every baseball game that we've been to, it still sort of has that family feel. Yeah. Well, I mean... I think it's the luck of the draw. Mm -hmm. It's really who you end up sitting by. And a lot of times I've noticed that people show up to games with their kids and stuff like that. So a lot of times it's more family friendly, whereas people show up to football games ready for war. You know what I mean? But I did go to a game. Uh, I was in Philadelphia visiting my sister, Chloe. The Blue Jays were playing the Phillies. And I was cheering for the Blue Jays because, as you know, that's my team. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think it's weird that I picked the Canadian team as my team. But I picked them when I was like in second grade. And as you know, I'm loyal. Yeah. I never waver. That's why my hall pass is still Olivia Newton-John to this day, right? Sure. I'm sitting there next to this belligerently drunk guy who is heckling the Blue Jays left fielder the entire game. And he's calling him really short, which the guy was short. He was probably like... Five eight, five nine. Yeah, you know, but built like a tank. Like if that guy wanted to, he could have jumped the fence and just beat the tar out of the drunk guy sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. After belittling this guy for like seven innings, that player ends up hitting a grand slam. And the next time he walked out into left field, he pointed at the guy sitting next to me and he oh said, "Oh my gosh, that was for you." <laughs> And I was sitting here giggling because I was like, oh, yeah, burn. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. And the guy was clueless. So I tapped him and I was like, dude, did you realize what he just said? And the guy's like, what? And I was like, he said that was for you. And he's like, what was for me? And I was like, the grand slam that he hit in the last half inning. And the guy's like, what grand slam? Oh, my gosh. And he I'm wasn't like, even paying attention. Yeah, I'm like, watch the freaking game or go oh home. Oh, my like, gosh. He didn't even show up to watch the game. He- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Showed up to be obnoxious Dude. and just heckle people and just ruin the experience for everyone anyone else in the audience i hate people like that i do too so this is why i have tried to stay away from sporting events despite the fact that i am a passionate sporting fan yeah you're a super fan i am a super fan and i'm super excited for the super bowl i hope it's a good game i hope it's high scoring i think it's got potential to be that but i do worry because i San Francisco's defense looks good. And every time a good defense goes up against a good offense, it always seems to go the way of the defense. So, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Yep. I mean, by the time that our fans are listening to this podcast, the results will already be in. That's right. So, So, you want to know something interesting I found out a couple of years ago is they actually make those Super Bowl hats for both teams. Oh, yeah. And so. A lot of times they will send the losing team's hats like to other places in the world. Yeah, I saw that firsthand while I was in Iraq. For reals? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There yeah. was, I'm trying to think, I think it was 1999 Super Bowl champs for the Tennessee Titans. Nice. I saw one shirt like that and I was like, wait a minute. The Titans didn't win. Titans have never won a Super Bowl. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me think about the waste. Like, I guess it's not wasteful. I mean, they donate it to, you know, kids in other countries and stuff. But it's just funny because they're totally prepared for whatever outcome it's going to be. They are prepared. Yeah. And I think I saw a story on it once where they have entire security teams dedicated toward guarding the boxes of these shirts because the fear is someone steals one of the shirts of the losing team and is walking around America wearing this. (laughs) But I should have paid that kid like 50 bucks for his shirt. Dude, that's probably make his family rich. I know. He's like, heck, I could have given him like a nickel. I know. He probably would have given it to you for free for a piece of candy or something. I own this town now. I have one American nickel. Exactly. I don't know. You know, uh, I think that one thing that I admire about uh, these sports teams, particularly football, is how organized they are. I mean, it is an organized machine. It is. And every single thing is calculated. It's, you know, put together well. It's got great leadership and investors. I mean, it's really like its own company. If you really think about it. And you know, what's interesting, Rosie, is even in my lifetime, I've seen it evolve. It used to just be this tough guy mentality, right? Sure. But now it's becoming as much about math and science as it is just about 
let's go out and have fun. Yeah, right. and also health. I mean, we never used to hear about concussions and the syndromes that come from getting concussions. And now it's like a part of every conversation is precautions to prevent concussions and things like that. Because it can cause serious brain damage for later oh, yeah. in life. But as more knowledge of the body becomes out there. And how to protect the body. You know, you've yeah. seen huge changes in the equipment that's worn, um, the rules of the game. You know, and because of that, you're seeing some players play into their 40s. Tom Brady's 42 years old. You never used to see that before. No, I remember uh, when John Elway retired. I believe he was 37, 38 years old, which is Claude's favorite all timer, right? Well, we we got to speak of John Elway in high regard in the November house. He's he's like a god around here. Yeah. So, uh, but when he retired, I mean, he was looking old. You know. And he was only 37, 38 years Isn't old. Isn't that crazy to think about? And I just think that it's not just in sports. As we learn more about nutrition and taking care of your body, I think that you are going to start seeing a lot of people, just everyday people, living healthier lives into their 50s and 60s. Whereas when I was little, my grandparents who were 60 seemed like they were really old. Sure. They seemed ancient, you know? Yeah. Even looking at pictures, I'm like, wow. Even into their 50s, they were already starting to look pretty old. And now I look at people in their 50s and they look so young, you know? It's, oh, yeah. it's crazy how... We're really healthier. We're learning more about our bodies. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, even our kids' generation were to live much longer lifespans than, you know, even us. And the great thing is, because there are millions of dollars invested into sports, a lot of these advancements in nutrition and different things. It's starting there. Have actually come from sports. Yeah. Right. Teams figuring out, okay, we're going to pay this guy $10 million a year. We want to make sure our investment is protected and we want to make sure it's going to pay off. Right. So having the best nutritionist, having massage therapists, I mean, Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, he pays over a million dollars a year just in therapy for his body, whether yeah. it's massage therapists that he keeps on staff, chiropractors, whatever. You Didn't know? you say somebody like goes into ice chambers or something oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. LeBron James does that. I think a lot of professional athletes do that. But they're discovering that it's a way to almost throw your body into shock and it heals itself faster, mm-hmm. prevents you from getting stiff and sore and yeah. stuff like that. So Yeah. Well, even Marissa has gone on to learn some of these techniques for a massage. Um, she did cupping on you not too long ago. She did. Which is very common. Made um, me particularly feel with like basketball a professional players. athlete, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. She also does hydrotherapy, which is that similar to that shock you know, you do the cold and then the hot um, and you repeat it. So didn't you go through that? Yeah, yeah. I've done it about four times now. And honestly, it's incredible what it can do for your body. It not only resets things, but it creates better blood flow. And um, it's a very terrible experience because you get nice and cozy, warm, and then all of a sudden you got ice on you. Um, yeah, that sounds unbearable. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Honestly. I mean, it. You know, I wouldn't say it's unbearable, but it definitely is worth it in the end. And that's the only thing you focus on, particularly during the cold section. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel about being cold. Yeah. Right. I hate being cold. I avoid cold situations. Well, it's really interesting what happens to your body um, when you're going through it. 
all of the warmth in your body goes to your core. And so even though the outside of your body is cold, you're still warm inside of like the core, your core. When I'm going through it, I will focus only on the warm parts of my body, <laughs> like the parts that are still warm. Honestly, the health benefits of it, I think, are really incredible. Um, and that started with sports. I mean, you know, sports medicine is huge. It is. It's changing the world for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Rosie. So I'm going to play a quick little game with you. This is going to kind of be a little bit of a repeat of what mm-hmm. we did last week. So I am going to say names of either a professional football player or a Star Wars character. All right. Well, don't forget, I watched all the Star Wars. Yeah. You watched The Mandalorian. Yeah. It got you in the mood for Star Wars and you had some kind of marathon. Yes. So So I may be really good at this game. May be really good at this game. Yeah. We will see. Okay. All right. So you have to answer Star Wars character or professional football player. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. First is Aaron Rodgers. Football player or Star Wars or Star character? Star Wars character. That's an easy one. That's a football player. How do you know? Because he plays for the Broncos. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, he plays for the Packers. He does play for the Dang! Packers. How did you Second know that? guess. I don't know. I've heard him before. Like, okay, he's the guy from the State Farm commercials. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. I just I feel like I heard of him before, dude. Okay. I can't believe I've guessed it right. Packers. Is that only my second guess? I know that was lucky. My training is going well, apparently, yes. Clyde. <laughs> Very well, my young. It's Padawan. only gonna take you twenty years to make me a football fan, but you're working hard every year. You get me a little closer. That's right. All right. Next up, Philip Rivers, professional football player. Or Star Wars character? Um, Football player. Dang, two in a <laughs> row. And he plays for the Indians. The Indians are a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> Who does he play for? He plays for the Sandy, correction, Los Angeles Chargers. They just moved from San Diego. Oh, so. okay. Uh, all right. Next up. At least I got football player right. I don't actually know what teams these people play for. Yes. Clearly, I'm glad uh, he does. You know, he doesn't play basketball. Or whatever. Yeah. Clearly, you thought the Indians were baseball, so or were football. This <laughs> Dude, weird. I like how I just moved it from baseball to basketball, the basketball to football. Know. You know, he plays for some sort of sports team. You're like, ah, oh, they're all the same. Yeah, exactly. They all got a ball involved. That's right. All right. Next up. Owen Lars. Are you only going to do football players? Are you guessing football? Yeah. That is incorrect. This is a Star Wars character. Wow. In fact, Owen Lars is Uncle Owen, Luke Skywalker's uncle in the beginning of A New Hope. Wow. So, boom. Stumped you. Sorry, Star Wars fans. That's right. All right. Next up, Mm -hmm. George Kittle. Football player. That is correct. And guess what? He's playing in the Super Bowl. He plays for the Niners. That is correct also. (laughs) 50-50 guess on that one. Yeah. And I guessed right. That's right. All right. Next up, Biggs Darklighter. Dude, that's totally Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, what gave it away? (laughs) I don't know. It just sounded very Star Wars. Yeah. All right. So Biggs Darklighter. I think he might be Luke Skywalker's friend, uh, but he's one of the people that's wearing like the orange flight suit yeah 
Good guy. Good, Good guy. guy. All right. Next up, Wilhelm Tarkin. Dude, that's Star Wars. The Tarkins, aren't they like a clan or something? No, you're thinking Game of Thrones, the Targaryens. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, it is Star Wars. Oh, okay. Tarkin, he's that... Dude, I'm so good at this game. He's like that admiral that works on the Death Star that's like Darth Vader's boss in the first movie. Yeah. You know, I can't say good guy for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bad guy. All right. So, so far, you've only gotten one of these wrong. I know, because I'm so good. Ben Roethlisberger. Football player. Correct. Any guesses of a team? I'll give you a clue. What? He plays where our friend Marnie lives. The Red Sox? <laughs> Again, that's <laughs> baseball. Uh, no. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Steelheads. Steel yes, the Pittsburgh Steelheads. Wow. Congratulations. No, it's rough. the Steelers. Oh, Sorry. But, you know, Steelheads. It's a pretty cool name. <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of team out there called the Steelheads. Not that I know of, but. <laughs> all right. Watch, we're going to get all these angry fans from, like, some team called the Steelheads, and they're going to be like, we have a team. They probably play hockey or something that we don't even watch. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some like minor league hockey team or yeah, something. Exactly. Like that. Dude, right. I, I honestly think if hockey was your sport of choice, I may actually be able to get into it. It's everything I like. Sticks, balls, okay, first of all, fighting. There, there is no ball in <laughs> hockey. It's a puck. It looks like a ball. It's a puck. See, I shouldn't oh even be gosh. doing like the ice name skating? game. I love ice skating. Yeah, ice skating's pretty cool. Yeah. But Dude, I, I think should it's a, not I could really get into that sport now that we're mentioning it. If we can make that the sport that we love, I could get behind that. The game we should be playing is like name the equipment, (laughs) right? (laughs) You'll have to save that for another podcast. Yeah, because clearly you just called a hockey puck a ball. Whatever. All right. Okay, here's the last one. Yeah. Leighton Vanderesh. Star Wars. Incorrect. What? He's a football player. He plays for the... Cowboys, he's a linebacker. All right. All right, well. I like the Cowboys because uh, Paula Abdul used to be a cheerleader for them. And that's the reason you like them? Yeah. She was like the sound of the 80s. Didn't your mom listen to a lot oh, of Paula yeah. Abdul? Yeah, and she had the hair. My mom like had the hairstyle, you know? She wore the pumps and the long socks. I mean, my mom wanted to be Paula Abdul, and it was literally the soundtrack of my 80s life. Was she really a Cowboys cheerleader? I thought she was a Lakers cheerleader. Look it up. I think she was Cowboys too. Okay, Google. Did Paula Abdul cheerlead for the Cowboys? So Google's not talking to me, but it said that she was a cheerleader at the age of 18 for the Los Angeles Lakers. Not the Cowboys. But for you, all these teams are, I mean, we're just lucky you didn't say the Indians, right? Whatever. I, th- I thought for sure she was a Cowboys cheerleader. Well, the Cowboys cheerleaders are kind of like the famous cheerleaders in football, so I would get why you would think that. Yeah. Like, that's something everyone always talks about. Mm. It's the Cowboys cheerleaders. But Well, it doesn't change the fact that my mom wanted to look like her, and she was the soundtrack of the 80s. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a single Paula Abdul song. 
like I don't know. We were. Big. I bet if you heard one, you would know it. Maybe we yeah. were big into eighties music, but it was more like the eighties butt rock music. Sure, you know? that's what Claudia well, you, raised okay. me on. Hold on. You and your siblings were into that kind of music, but you know the soundtrack of the 80s in your house was like gospel music <laughs> and the Beach Boys. Like, let's be real. Yes. Even though they weren't even 80s anymore, but they were still pounding hard. Oh, yeah. The Beach in Boys the household of never the Novembers. faded, thanks to my mom. She loved yeah. the Beach Boys. But In fact, the first time I ever heard the Beach Boys was when you and I got together because she had like all their CDs and she wanted to show me her collection and it was a really big deal. She's like, sit down here, Rosie. Let me show you my favorite songs. Yeah. Well, my sister had this Bon Jovi tape that she like smuggled in like contraband. Oh, right? yeah. Because something like that, my mom would just rip the taping out and oh, be yeah. like, ah, devil music. Sure. Because my mom's theory was anything with like distortion in it. Yeah. That was music straight from the devil. Well, I mean, she was from the town that banned dancing on the Footloose. So, <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. She grew up right there, except she was one of the kids in that movie that was like, no, guys, let's listen to the parents. Band- dancing is bad. Exactly. So, yeah. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen your mom dance, to be perfectly honest. I have. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's is not it what really you a would dance? consider dancing. Is it it's a dance there's like more like, of a shuffle? It's this weird <laughs> shuffle where she's got her fingers pointing out and she's just uh, like yeah. bebopping back and forth. Yeah, it's it's I like can see the that. weirdest thing I've ever seen. We love you, Mama November. I know someday you're going to listen to our podcast and I do want you to know that we love you. <laughs> we do. Particularly me. All righty, Rosie. Well, if I can comment on one more thing before we go... I would like to comment on the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, so you and I were on a road trip. Mm -hmm. We stopped for lunch, and we're just sitting there in the middle of lunch, and I just randomly, there was this TV in the far corner of this little cafe. I randomly looked over, and I almost like yelled, oh my gosh, Kobe Bryant died. Yeah. And you like almost fell out of your chair. You were like, what? Well, he was so young. I mean, it just was so shocking to me. And he is like at the prime of his professional career, like not his. Beyond basketball. Yeah, beyond basketball, not his basketball career, but like his professional career. And he just had a lot of hopes and dreams and things that he was working towards that were really awesome. And so it just was so shocking to see that he had passed in that uh, helicopter accident along with nine others, you know, yeah, or nine total and along with eight others uh, that lost their lives that day. And it was just really, really sad. And the thing is, is you're not a super emotional person, but to see you cry over the loss of Kobe Bryant was really impactful, not only for me, but for our children. And it just goes to show how much passion that fans have for, you know, the players of these sports. I mean, it is like losing a family member when you lose, you know, somebody that you respect so much in the industry. And here's the thing. I did cry, but I was never a Kobe Bryant fan. See, I'm a big fan of the... San Antonio Spurs. Mm -hmm. And so the number one rival in my mind was Kobe Bryant. And I felt like every single year we had a chance to get to the finals as long as Kobe Bryant didn't beat us. And Mm -hmm. so in my mind, Kobe Bryant was the villain. 
And there were times where I was like, oh, I hate this guy, Mm -hmm. right? Because he beat my team. But the truth is, I didn't actually hate him. He's he's one of the top four players that I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan is, of course, the best player I've ever seen. And I think LeBron James is the second best that I've seen. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. That was a little bit before my time. By the time I was coming around, uh, I think... Magic Johnson, yeah, Magic Johnson had retired and Larry Bird had like this back injury so that he just wasn't good anymore mm-hmm. or great anymore, I should say. Um, but then there's Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant. And those two had so many battles together. And I was always cheering for Tim Duncan as a Spurs fan. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, because this is the one piece of commentary that I have not heard people talk about is how good of a villain Kobe Bryant was. And the great thing is, is he embraced it. Yeah. When he was retiring, he wrote this letter to the fans where he said, I loved being the hero and I loved being the villain. Yeah. And I always thought of him as the villain because he was just so dang good. He made it so your team's lost a lot of games. Exactly. And there were good battles. There were years my team did win. I mean, Mm -hmm. my team has five championships and I'm happy to support a team like that, because you know my baseball team has never won, right? Right. And so I remember when Kobe Bryant retired, and I felt kind of sad mm-hmm. because he was the great villain. Yeah. I mean, you think about the great villains. You think about someone like Darth Vader. Sure. Great villains are a villain that lasts movie after movie after movie. Right? Yeah. You see some villains that were good, but they die in the first movie. Sure. Right? That's the big problem in my mind with like the Avengers series. Mm-hmm. There's no great villain that continues on and on and on and they just can never overcome, you know? Yeah. It did affect me when Kobe Bryant died. I cried. Yeah. Uh, I wept reading the comments of other people that I respect um, and enjoyed watching. Uh, it provoked an emotional response in me. And I'm someone who doesn't show a lot of emotion at times, but it was an honor to watch him, you know? And Mm -hmm. I would say most of all, it's made me realize that I got to appreciate things a little bit better. Yeah. You You can't take a single day for granted because you just never know what tomorrow has to offer. And, you know, it takes sometimes these heartbreaking events that really lead to appreciating your life, you know, and every minute that you have with your children. And, you know, I think about all of the family members and kids are going to grow up without parents now because of this accident. And it just really is heartbreaking. We really got to appreciate everything that we have. Everything is a blessing, you know? Yeah. And we can't take it for granted for sure. And one final thing I'd like to say about Kobe Bryant, Rosie, if there was one athlete that you actually reminded me of or remind me of, it's always been Kobe Bryant. Because if you listen to any professional athlete talk about Kobe Bryant, it's amazing because Kobe Bryant is not actually the most athletic human alive. Mm -hmm. He's just not. He's very athletic. But there's about 80 guys in the NBA that are pretty close an athlete to him, if not better. But the reason he is what he is is because he has a freakish work ethic where he is just overly dedicated and just a grinder. Mm -hmm. And I realized early in our marriage, you and I were very different because 
you have no quit in you. And it's not that I'm like a quitter, but yeah, I'm not afraid to be like, yeah, this sucks. I'm giving yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. You know, you've got no quit in you. You are a grinder. You are a hard worker. You just, I mean, you have risen up from where you started from because of your work ethic. And so many times in my life, I just thought, my wife is the Kobe Bryant yeah. of wives, right? Which is funny because you know I identify with LeBron James. Sure. So we're kind sure. of like a match made in heaven, right? <laughs> yeah. But those traits were going to really carry him on into the next phase of his life. There's mm-hmm. a lot of professional athletes that retire and then just become losers because they don't know what else to do with their lives. But yeah. he was someone and he was already showing to do it to put this amazing work ethic towards these other facets of his life. Yeah. And one of those was parenting. There are some Mm -hmm. amazing stories that I'm starting to hear about how great of a parent he was, how dedicated he was. He volunteered at his daughter's school. He passed out like school lunches and stuff like that. Like just stuff that you would not expect from a multimillionaire. Yeah. I mean, he really was on his second act, you know, and I just he was taken too soon. Our condolences go out to the families, and um, Clyde and Rosie are definitely sending you prayers. Hang in there. It just It's going to take a lot of time um, to heal. And we want to thank all of you for tuning in this week and checking out our episode. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Check out our website at ilovemyidiot.com. And don't forget to tell your idiot that you love them. I love you, Rosie. I love you, Clyde. And he plays for the Indians. The Indians are a baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.